Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this bonus edition of Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And ladies and gentlemen, as you guys can see, I have two very important guests with me in the studio today, Solomon <laughs> Wilcott and Pete O'Haran. And guys, I don't want to mess up the name of your company, so I'm going to let you guys introduce that to the listeners and viewers. Well, yeah, I'm here with Pete O'Haran, and he has a wonderful company, Fibrobiologics. And, you know, I was diagnosed recently, Cody, with a degenerative disc, L5-S1 disc in my back. So I went looking for uh, one of the best stem cell-based company that uses stem cell technology, but to a whole nother degree, because there's so many innovative technologies that are coming out in medicine to help us all broken down uh, football <laughs> players to get us back out there doing the things that we love. And there is a Houston-based company, Fibrobiologics, that Pete O'Haran and his partners are doing some great work there. And Pete, help tell the people what you're going to do to help me get back on my feet and many people like me who are who are dealing with this degeneration in their back. So we use uh, fibroblasts. There's two cells in the human body you can use to regenerate tissue. There's a stem cell, which everybody's heard about. And there's a fibroblast, which almost nobody's heard about, but it actually is the most populated cell in the human body. It outnumbers stem cells 15,000 to one. So we inject that into the disc. And uh, when we inject those fibroblasts, the pressure that your vertebrae put on the disc forces those cells to turn into a cell called a chondrocyte and regrows the disc for you. See, gotcha, Cody, gotcha. you see, I hang out with smart people, right? And if, <laughs> if, if you do that, that solves a, a lot of problems. It really does. And and um, so I think the work that Pete and Fibroblast are doing, and Pete, you could tell us a little bit more of how the technology is developing and, and where you're at within that phase right now. Sure. We just finished a human trial for degenerative disc disease. We're also using uh, Fibroblast. We have a program starting for general orthopedics. So Solomon, your damage you did to your cartilage, you did in the uh in your high school and the college days and that damage stays there and it gets worse and worse over life over your life so we envision a day when we'll be able to inject these fibroblasts into your knees and into your hips and into your shoulders and prevent that uh, long-term damage for that so we're working on the disc space we're pretty far along on that uh, the next one up is a uh, general orthopedic so i think you'll see you'll see uh, um, a lot of our athletes being able to take these injections early on Mm. And speaking of these injections that they can actually um, take early on, Pete, can you just talk about how important it is for young athletes to start, you know, taking a little bit more care of their bodies? Because it's, it's interesting that I have you here on the show, especially a couple of days before the NFL draft, because all of these prospects, of course, they will want to have all these long careers. But sometimes injuries can kind of derail it. And here in the city of Houston, we are very familiar with how injuries can rob players from a promising career, i.e. Arian Foster, who used to be the running back for the Houston Texans. I mean, if we could switch over to the NBA, I mean, there was a whole decade that was robbed from the Houston Rockets when you look at Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. Yeah, I started one of the first sports medicine programs here in Houston, St. John Sports Medicine down in Clear Lake with a group of Harvard-trained uh, orthopedic surgeons. 
you rarely saw injuries uh, in intermediate school back then, but now you see injuries starting around seventh grade. And you got to get on top of that early. I think the training methods are so much better now than they used to be. I think we're more in tune with uh, with those injuries and holding them out um, a little bit longer than we might have. You know, back when in my uh, my days in high school, they gave you a, a salt tablet, no water, and told you to get back in the game. They, they don't do that anymore. And and uh, you know the the cell therapy ourselves and some of the stem cell programs out there, the promise of that is that we'll be able to do early intervention and we'll be able to prevent long-term uh, cartilage damage. That cartilage is hard to regenerate once it's damaged. There's there's very little blood flow to that and it just doesn't have an, uh, doesn't have enough nutrients to, to support, um, you know, for the regrowth of that cartilage. Cell therapy, fibroblasts, the promise of that is that we'll be able to go in early and be able to prevent uh, long-term damage. So you'll see, I think you'll see high school players um, um, get this. Uh, you'll, you'll see stem cells uh, probably approved this year. You'll see us right after that. Mm. And Mr. Wilcott, if you don't mind me asking, you know, you as a former NFL player yourself, um, how, you know, for younger players, like I just mentioned, NFL draft is coming up. For younger players to kind of get ahead on these um, injury problems that they sustain, how much do you think this program can actually help these players in their careers? Well, we're talking about the ability to not only give people back their quality of life, um, mm -hmm. but to even possibly as this technology um, continues to grow and evolve, but to extend careers. You already have seen a player like a Tom Brady through his TB12 and the science mm -hmm. of health and medicine um, really coming together. I've always said that athletes, we're like, uh, you know, we're like the guinea pigs for the rest of society, the rest of the population. You know why, Cody? Because we'll do anything to stay in the game. Like, right? We'll, <laughs> like, if you told us, hey, we've got this new innovative treatment, this new technology, we don't know if it works, uh, but we want to try it. Every single athlete would say, uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. And that's why um, Dr. Job, when he came out with this new special orthopedic um, um, technique, um, it was uh, really a phenomenal pitcher uh, who said, hey, you know what, I'll go ahead and I'll volunteer for it. Um, and there's been so many athletes who have stepped forward to say, look, I'm willing to give it a shot. They end up playing uh, so many more years. It extends careers. I think we're seeing that uh, with Tom Brady. We've seen it with so many other athletes um, coming, coming into professional sports, not just football. You know, if you look at the old, if you look at the old videos, <clears throat> of the former, uh, you know, back in the Oiler days when they were here, you look at those old locker room videos, they were drinking beer and smoking cigarettes in the locker room. I think they <laughs> take a lot better a lot better care of their bodies now. And I, and I think you're right, not only it uh, lengthens your career, but it actually gets you from an injury back on the field much quicker than you would have before. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Wilcott, former NFL player who played for the Bengals, the Vikings, and the Steelers. I know NFL draft probably brings a lot of a lot of memories back when you was actually preparing for the draft and, of course, throughout your career. So what are your thoughts about the 2022 NFL draft? Who are some of the prospects that you are kind of keeping your eyes on? Well, first, before I go with that, I want everyone to know if you want to find out more about this new fibroblast technology, um, all you got to do is go to the company's website at www.fibrobiologics.com. That's fibrobiologics.com. Uh, as we turn our attention to the Houston, Texas, I, I'm excited 
for the Texans going into the 2022 draft. They have 11 draft picks, right? Um, the they have seven picks of the first 108 draft selections in the upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. They have seven picks, including two in the first round. They're going to have two first-round picks for the next three years, um, <laughs> not just in 2022, but in 2023, again in 2024. I think right now uh, we're at the beginning of what could be uh, an opportunity to build a tremendous foundation for this organization. And so I do, I do believe that they have a quarterback that they're happy with right now in Davis mm. Mills, the third-round pick last year from Stanford. So that means you want to be able to build around with offensive linemen. You want to be able to get edge rushers. You want to be able to get a cornerback. You want to be able to get wide receivers. This draft has plenty of players at those four positions that I just gave you. So when the Texans go on the clock with that third overall selection, they could be looking to take an offensive tackle. It depends on what uh, the Jaguars are going to do with the number one overall pick and then the Lions at number two. Um, and so it could be Evan Neal from the University of Alabama. It could be Ike um, Iguanu from North Carolina State. It could be one of the talented wide receivers on the draft board. I, I believe Lovey Smith is inclined to take either an edge rusher or cornerback because mm-hmm. corners are so hard to find. And uh, but for his, but for that defense and the style of play, which is more of a cover two zone defense. Lovey Smith has been known that Tampa too. Remember with Tony Dungy and uh, what he played when he was the head coach with the Chicago Bears. Uh, most teams would want a man-to-man cover guy exclusively, and that would be a mod Sauce Gardner at the University of Cincinnati. But if you want a more universal corner who can play in the cover two scheme, that can play cover three zone, that can play still man-to-man coverage as well, then for my money, that would be. Uh, the talented corner out of LSU, Derek Stingley Jr. This is a guy that was the best corner in all of college football as a freshman in 2019 at LSU and helped Joe Burrow and those LSU Tigers to win a national championship. Now, he's been out with a foot injury over the last couple of years. He responded by running a 4-3-40 at his pro day. So I think he's dispelled some of the injury, um, maybe um, thoughts that many teams would have. So, I think you're going to have your choice there at any of those four positions. You're going to get a phenomenal player, but you have to be thinking foundational player that could help to build a franchise and help them um, one day become a champion. Mm. Mr. Wilcott, last question before I get out of here. What do you remember about the NFL draft, uh, you know, preparing for the process and even, you know, throughout your whole NFL career? Yeah, I just remember going to the NFL Combine and going there as a a college player who went there to compete and to try to improve your your, uh, draft status. Uh, I didn't know that I would even have an opportunity to play in the NFL. Then I got a letter, an invitation to the scouting combine, and I said, oh, they screwed up now. They should have never let me in the door. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and Pete can remember these days in 1987, everyone didn't walk around with a cell phone on their hip. You know, we had yeah. we had to remember the numbers of our friends and our family. If you met a girl, you had to kind of remember. She had to know if you were smart. You had to ask for the numbers, still remember the numbers. <laughs> I, you know, so, so I remember um, I had college roommates who didn't want to pay a phone bill. I, I mean, that's un, unheard of today. So I remember 
my neighbor, his apartment was next door to mine. He and I shared the phone. The phone was in his apartment, so I gave that phone number to the NFL scout who wanted to know where I was going to be on draft day and where they could reach me. I remember giving out that number. I had to ask the guy, are you even going to be home? Because if not, I'm going to need a key to your apartment. He says, well, I'm I'm, I'm letting you use my phone. I'm not giving you a key to my apartment, but I will be home. I'll answer the phone. Someone calls for you. I'll let you know. Deep into the day, he calls and yells down the hall, Solomon, Cincinnati Bengals are on the phone. <laughs> so that's, that's how I knew I was drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals, as you can see from that helmet over my shoulder. It was Dick LeBeau who was on the other end of that call. And uh, just from, just like many of the players who are prospects in this year's draft, it is the call that can change your life. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's what comes to mind, and that's what I'm hoping for for many of the draft prospects in the 20. 20- 22 draft. I hope that they get that call and I hope they take advantage of the opportunity the NFL is going to afford them to really change the trajectory of their lives. Mr. Wilcott, Mr. O'Haran, thank you so much for joining me on this quick edition of Locked On Texans. Really quick, where can our listeners and viewers follow you guys on social media? Pete, go ahead. Uh, We're on uh, fibrobiologics.com F-I-B-R-O Biologics. Dot com. And you can follow me at Solomon's Wisdom on Twitter. Um, just reach out and uh, holler at me. Thank you for having us, Cody. We greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We wish the Houston Texans a lot of love. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't had a whole lot here as of late. <laughs> no, they have not. After they beat the Buffalo Bills in 2020 during that playoff series, it Ooh. seems like everything just went downhill, Ooh. starting yeah. with that playoff. Uh, half time at Arrowhead Stadium. That's when it went downhill. Half time. Painful. Painful. (laughs) But thank you so much, guys. I really do appreciate it. Okay.